Now, if you've practiced any of these sounds, the fundamental point to make, I guess, is that you know what we see in the book is an approximation of what the sounds are like, but depending on <laughs> what your native language is, it's not exactly accurate to the sound, doesn't relate to the sound, or not close to the sound. So, as I've suggested, all the vowel sounds in Pali are unwavering, whereas English you've got O, which changes O, O, which changes, whereas Pali you've got O, which is steady, and O, O sound rather than a U sound. Really, in Pali, that would be Y U, U. And so the Pali sound is ooh. So they're quite straight, steady sounds. And the consonant sounds are also distinctly Pali. And I was going through those the other day. And so trying to get some of these things, such as the uh, aspirates. So when you see BH, it's really just one consonant, which is the B rather than but. So in English you often have a mixture. Balloon is kind of somewhere between but and per. In Pali they're quite distinct. And then the retroflex sound, which is done with the tongue tip curling back to get the T. T. Then you've got T. Then you've got T. And then T, which is the aspirate. Which we probably hardly notice the difference. Then you've got T, which is an aspirated T, or a T, which is a non aspirated T. And then you've got T, which is tongue a little bit further towards the teeth, softer, the, the. That's the aspirated the, unaspirated the. So the D is kind of, is inclining towards what we would write TH inclines that way, whereas the D is much crisper. So these just help. And then the, the single letter C, which is a very checkered history in Western languages because it comes as C, K and CH, depending what language you're using. <laughs> Italian it's CH, in English it's C and K, in French it's C. So in English you've got a whole mess around that one. But in Pali you've got the J, which is a almost like I like to think of the letter TJ, J, which gives you the Christmas, so it differentiates it from Ch, which has got that breath puff behind it. So to get the breath puff, the aspirate, you just you get that tongue tip just to lower as you keep the breath moving out. J, J. So the breath, whereas it's non-aspirate, there's no breath. Okay. One of the other things we recognize is that we're often, in our tradition, we're mixing with a lot of Thai. And so many years ago, well, probably 40 years ago actually now, I think of it, uh, we brought the, the chanting from Thailand the Thai 
way of chanting. And of course, nobody could actually get it because. So the Thai way of chanting, the morning chant would be Yo So Bhagawa Arahang Samma Sambudho. And so, where does it speed up and slow down? Well, that's because the Thai language has its own rules about consonants and vowels and when tones arise and when they fall. So for the Thais, that's quite standard. But for us, it's not. So we, we'd often lose, not get the pitch or the speed right. So for example, in the part it's got imehi sakarehi. Right? You know that line, imehi. Well, the Thais would chant that as imehi sakarehi. <laughs> it's a long e. It's it may he sakari so they e may he may he sakari he yatara yeah and so it, you get this kind of bedlam of people trying to get the sound so he said okay back to basics get back to the Pali and work it from there and as I mentioned the syllables you got what are called lahu syllables which is a syllable is always ends in either a, a consonant or a long vowel or the nigahita is the ng sound which is really a vowel sound not a consonant at all uh, but it's kind of mixture so so a long long syllable or you know, a garu syllable weighty syllable either ends in a, a long vowel or Nigahita, um, Udhang. So it's a, called a Garu. So that generally takes twice as long to pronounce, roughly speaking, as a short sound, as a Lahu syllable, where it's just a light put, put. So putto, putto. See, one is short, long, Lahu, short, put, Garu, long, do, putto. So once you get that, you've got a nice flowing rhythm. For the English speaker, the problem comes that when we speak English, we don't differentiate between double consonants and single consonants. So banner is the same as banana, even though banner's got two ends in it. We don't make any difference, distinction between the two. But in Pali, every letter counts. So it's banner <laughs> would be the Pali pronounced banner uh, So that, once you get it, you know when you read something, you know how to pronounce it. When you pronounce it, you know how it's spelt. So it's really very handy. You know that panya must be two ends, otherwise it be panya. Mm. Because the English speaker doesn't see that, they often go, oh, she's got a lot of panya. What, panya? What's that? Uh, yeah. It's a kind of drink, I think. <laughs> so it's panya, and for example, metta, for example, the anglicised form is that is, let's practice some metta. In Pali, that would be M-E-T-A, but we're practising metta. Yeah. So it's clearly when we're speaking, we just, everybody gets it. But 
when you're chanting, it means if we're not following those rules, there's going to be a considerable disjunction. If some people are pronouncing it one way, some people are pronouncing it another way. So it's good to standardize. You know, the other aspect of the, the Thai influence is the loss of the letter V. Thais don't have that sound V. V, which is your lips gently touch your teeth, V, as you bring your, them forward, right? V. Now, F is a much harder touch, F, right? Thais have got that, but they don't have V, which is a softer touch. But they do have we, which is no touch. Right? So, if they're not saying f, far, which sky, they'll say wa. There's no intermediary. They don't have that sound. Right? Okay. Now that letter were, which we know, now in French that's spelled O-U. <laughs> right? <laughs> like wist, on va wist. You know, we. We take that as a, as a consonant in English, but actually it doesn't close. Wuh, wuh. You see, it, it's, not, it's not really a closed sound because the lips don't close. Wuh, wuh, wuh. So anyway, so the ties do have sounds that are similar to that, yeah. but they don't actually have that. So when it, See the letter V, the Thai, if they you read English, that is, you know, read Roman, that will tend to become W, because they don't have the letter V, doesn't exist. The sound V doesn't exist. So you get Wesak, Ajahn Wajiro, Wicha, Awicha, Bawa, you know, and so when we trained in Thai and listened to Thai teachers, we would often pick up this. So you get uh, Vibhava, Vibhava, yeah, it's Vibhava, Vibhava. It's to try to get some clarity around these sounds and, what, and the difference between those or how they overlap with the written letters. The other thing that's um, apparent, for, particularly for an English speaker, is the use of emphasis, right? So you say, I'm going to talk about pronunciation. Now you don't probably notice it, pronunciation, but the emphasis is on the nuance. <laughs> so if I go faster, I'm going, to say, I'm going to talk about pronunciation. And the A-T-I-O-N more or less disappears into a slur, right? <laughs> Composition. Com is the, is, the, is the emphasis, com, position. <laughs> right? And that, that slurs, you get it. Whereas a Thai speaker, a Thai native speaker, so I'd like to learn pronunciation. And we recognize that's not an English person speaking. Because <laughs> we say pronunciation <laughs> or composition. It's a Thai composition, even. Now Pali is even, there's no slurring. So we've got to be aware of that tendency for British people particularly, slurring is normal and using 
stress, you know, in a word, or to raise the tone. Whereas Pali, stress is even, every syllable, every consonant counts, every syllable is either light, or lahu, or weighty, rather extended. So that garu syllables occur when we have a syllable ends with a consonant and the next syllable begins with another consonant in the same word. The effect is one of lingering on the consonant, such as Ajahn Dhammarakko. Dhammarakko. You linger on the consonant rather than Dhammarakko. So the lingering on the consonant gives a certain weight to the syllable. Rakka. Rakka. Now what can often happen is that people kind of get this effect, but rather than linking on the consonant, they lengthen the vowel. Ajadamarako. Rako, you lengthen it. So it's a, you distort vowels. So if we try to get the pronunciation reasonably close to the Pali without distorting the vowel sound, so we don't make a short vowel into a long vowel. So Tamarako is always Rako, it's never Rako. Then, you know, you, you're you find your chanting is going to be keep that level bounce so that short vowel sounds are kept short rather than stretched to fit a garu syllable. Does this, this make sense? Um, I know it's difficult when we're trying to learn something because I found that I learn, I get a sketch from the eyes, and if I can hear it, it's much better. So, you know, perhaps we're trying to learn something. Say, we okay, want to learn the intro to the Dhamma Chakapawattan, Dhamma Chakapawattan Sutta, <laughs> which also can be mispronounced, Dhamma Chakapawattan Sutta. Once you get the pronunciation, you can spell it Dhamma Chakka Pawattana Sutta. Rather than... So this is on page three of this particular book. Look, look at the intro. Anuttarang abhisambhoting sambhujitwa tatakato Anuttarang abhisambhoting sambhujitwa tatakato so we look at those anut anut got lahu and garu ut short uh, lahu after it arung so you got lahu garu lahu garu anut tarang anut tarang and do feel you can linger when you see the m with a dot under it it's good to linger on that Anuttarang. The lingering helps you, in a way, your, your voice to strengthen and then bounce, or if that's the correct word, 
like it, like the voice is moving along and it just hits the ground and then it springs to the next sound. So it can lift. So the ab is short because the bh is actually one consonant, so it's not two consonants. If it was two consonants, it'd be ab b. That'd be two b's. It'd be ab b. But because it's bh, it's, it's a short b sound. Anuttarang abhisam sam sam board him. So there you got the s a m b the m b that makes that a garu. In other words, you linger abhisam board to make sure you get the m and the b abhisam board separate abhisam board hing. And be some bored in, and again that pausing on the consonant, some gives you a nice spring into the O. And be some bored, which is long. Hing. Okay. Then we have some, some bored. These are both garu. Some bored, and then itawa. Sambhujitwa, so those are all garu. Sambhujitwa, and so when we get to that crucial TV, Sambhujitwa, it's slightly stuttery because jitwa. So for a Thai, you can't put those two constants together without a vowel in between. So it would be Sambhujitawa, Sambhujitawa, because they can't do Tva. <laughs> tva. Sambhujitva, Sambhujitva, because the V sound doesn't exist. And they can't put the two consonants together. Thai language doesn't support that. Sambhujitawa, Tathagato. And so with the long, long vowels, you can really lengthen them as you feel. The idea is, you know, the long vowel, the garu, is twice as long as the lahu. But when you're doing sonorous, particularly something that's a bit kind of devotional, you can stretch the long vowel a bit, as long as you don't stretch the short vowel. And so it gives a certain sort of Increase resonance. Anuttarang abhisambhoding sambhujitavatata. So here, you know, you've got something like the Buddha, Tathagato, you might want to make a bit more of that. Tathagato. So if you sambhujitavatata. So is it like not to far? Sambhujitavatata. Va. Yeah, Sambhujitva, Sambhujitva. Sambhujitva. It's not easy. So it's accepted there'll be a bit of a bit of a jitava. It's probably likely some kind of little slither of a vowel will slip in there. Because you're chanting, you're Yeah, but try to make it as short as possible. Sambhujitva. 
It depends the monastery you're at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, they're doing sample Jitawa. Yeah, yeah well, that's because it's trying Thailand. Yeah. Jitawa. Yeah. Yeah. They just go through Sambo Jitawa. Not that's even too much. It's really slow together. Jitawa. Sambo Jitawa. Yeah. I had the Anagarika correcting me. He was saying, Dear Bodhi, it's Jitawa. Oh, it can get quite intense, these things. Jitawa. Sambhujitva tathagato. So that's that's one line, right? Now, I guess the other thing to always remember with with chanting is a bodily experience, the bodily and of course the heart experience. So we want to uh, really get the chest open. It's again why I always find if I could use a book. To lift the book up so I don't fold over and compress the chest. And really, if you go into your spine, somewhere down the end of the lower ribs, where the diaphragm is, that's kind of where you, your kind of launching point for your chest is. From the, just below the lower ribs, the vertebrae there, if that comes in opens the chest and the chest open and of course shoulders relax so the throat is open and um, a supportive state of mind bright gentle offering um, state of mind and then the volume is secondary and it sometimes helps I don't really know why to visualize the sound coming out of your throat or chest or mouth in an upward arc like a rainbow upward arc because the tendency is to for it to drop. The tendency is particularly if we're speaking from the head rather than the chest, tendency is for the sound to gradually drop, drop, drop. And so by and large, you find in the longer chance there is various hitch points where the group stop or the leader sets the tone because the tendency is after two minutes of chanting the tone has dropped. And so you get, you know, we have longer suttas, you get a pause point, and the leader comes in and picks it up again. They never have to drop it, it's always gone down, never has gone up. <laughs> it always drifts down. Partly because the muscles in the throat relax, the voice box relaxes. So when they're relaxing, either because it's tired or, or strained, then that will bring the tone down. You're doing a lot of chanting. The muscles in the voice box tend to want to take a rest, particularly if you're not enjoying it. <laughs> so, but the horror is, if you're not enjoying it and your voice is going down, everybody else's voice is going down, it sounds even worse, so no one's enjoying it. 
It just goes down and down and down <laughs> into the pit. <laughs> and you're grinding through and you realise, oh my God, we've got three more pages to go. Dukkha Manichang Wait Manichang and so it's a, it's a tricky, sensitive point to try to get to, without wrenching, you know. So it's not about straining your throat, it's about, well, I find it's better just drawing your back in, dropping your shoulders, even relaxing. And imagining the sound climbing, ascending. And um, then you get your normal, your standard is your mid-tone, which is associated with the chest. So if you focus on your chest, center of your chest, breathing, and then begin to gently close your, your voice tubes, you hear Generally, if everybody hits their mid-tone, it will harmonize. Even though women's voices are higher, just by the structure of the throat. So, if you hit the mid-tone, it will be in harmony. But it will generally be an octave higher. And then that gives you room to you know, tighten and raise it a bit. Or lower it a bit, but generally we're looking for the, the mid tone because that's you know not it's bright but it's not strained, so you can sustain it. If you're doing a very high tone, then you you know you wear out. The other thing to I would suggest is the breath itself. So the breath begins and within maybe just I don't know, a very short period it, it fully resonates in the throat but the first whisper doesn't. The throat hasn't really got it yet. So it just takes that uh, obviously I can't demonstrate that because you heard the sound but you didn't recognize you could recognize it my breath began a split second before that. Now if I don't do that, say I just immediately try to make the sound, well it's okay today, but if you're not, if your throat's not clear, it comes out shaky. And similarly when you get through the sound, as your breath tails off, you get the kind of rather raggedy end of the breath. 
Anuttarang avisam boarding, sampojito water tavato, patamang yang adese. Right, that's the end of it, eh? Now, I should have stopped before then, because if you're chanting when your breath is running out of juice, you get a kind of a, either you push it to try to get the word out, or it, it doesn't come out full and rich. So you want to feel you can use the prime quality of your breath, which is a split second after you've begun breathing, and probably a second or two before you run out of air. So just use the good bit. Shall we try? What should we try? Should we try this phrase, Anuttarang? Everybody ready? <laughs> Doesn't matter if you get it wrong. That's the only way to learn. Anuttarang apesambodhin sambhujitvatathagato Try it again. Anuttarang apesambodhin sambhujitvatathagato Anuttarang apesambodhin sambhujitvatathagato Anuttarang apesambodhin sambhujitvatathagato Anuttarang apisam bodhin sambhujitvatathagato This is generally done solo, so that's helpful. I think the point is once you get the sound, I found that with Patimolka, I don't have to remember the words because the voice has learnt the sound. So it knows the sound, it knows the sound. And it's just used to that particular sound, which is great because I don't have to think, be thinking words in my head. <laughs> Once you get it and you keep rehearsing it, the body seems to know the sound. Then you, your brain is not following it. Anybody feel brave enough to lead? Even a simple one. Just because I'd like to be able to adjust the different voices. Female voice. Yeah, yeah. just give us, just even just do some sounds so we can pick up your sound and see if we can tune into it. Just do some vowel sounds. Uh, So the big exercise in the group is for us to listen and uh, 
<laughs> the leader to find their mid-sound, their mid-tone, and get their body so there's a certain responsibility for the leader. And they don't have to be that loud because if the leader begins and everybody else is silent, uh, your soul, and you've got two syllables before you come in, right? Your soul, if you listen to that, your soul, you know, you, you pick it up because that's helpful to have a lead in. Your soul, uh, and the leader might need to find their own tone. So if you're a little bit nervous or whatever, just say, uh, just a minute. You know, a couple of seconds to get your voice right before you start. You've got to shoot it straight out. So you want to find your mid-tone chest, throat, not strained, doesn't have to be loud. And, then, and you swell, as you get it, you swell the sound. Now I've got it. And that swelling also has got a kind of a heartful devotion effect. 